Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives, no fairy godmothers required. Hello, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to have you with me today. I am going to be talking in this podcast about maximizing your life. If you've been with me, you know that that's the message that I have right now. It's what the Lord's doing in me. And so I am just doing my best to share my journey. (laughs) I may not be sharing it completely eloquently yet because it's still something that I'm in the midst of, but I hope that as I share that it encourages you and maybe even gives you that little nudge that you need to start maximizing different areas in your life too. Because even though it may seem like this is a season to minimize and to kind of sit back just with everything that's happening in the world, I believe that the opposite is true that this is a day to maximize the opportunities in front of us and that as we do that, we're going to see great and glorious things as the Lord himself, heaven, interacts with earth around us and even just interacts with our life. So I have great anticipation, rather, for the promise and potential of this day and I hope that you do as well. As I mentioned in the last podcast, maximizing starts with accepting your current state with joy and thankfulness and We focused last time on accepting who you are and not allowing insecurity to be the driving voice in your life. Another part of that, though, isn't just about who you are, but about where you are. Because some of it, it starts with accepting who you are, but it also goes hand in hand with accepting where you are. Just as you learn to accept yourself, It is so important to accept your circumstances. You know, there's that saying that life is what happens when we're busy making other plans. (laughs) And life is not always what we dream it will be. I had the opportunity for my 20th wedding anniversary. My husband surprised me with a trip to Hawaii. So we were actually in Montana on our 20th wedding anniversary. It was that rustic cabin experience I talked about a few podcasts back. We did a little something that day. I mean, obviously as a family and, and it was a special and beautiful day. But that night, my husband surprised me. He had arranged for, you know, our our anniversary September and the following January, we were going to be going to Maui. Now, if you know me, you know that I love Hawaii. I love sunshine. I love the ocean. I love the beach. Like, you know, what is there not to love about Hawaii? It is glorious, right? So I had been to Hawaii once before. I had not been to Maui. And that was kind of one of the dream destinations of my heart. When my husband surprised me with this trip, it was amazing. I was so excited. Jamie had given me this amazing trip to Hawaii, and the thing about it is, is that the next day is when I found out that I was pregnant with what ended up to be our youngest daughter. So this is September. My pregnancy is confirmed. 
We're going on our trip in January. What you need to know about my pregnancies is that they are high risk. I have a very complicated history with pregnancy. And so my pregnancies are high risk and I am like my activity is restricted. So by the time we went to Hawaii, you know, I was very pregnant. I wasn't allowed to do very much. And on top of that, I had the flu. (laughs) So I had the flu the first of our trip to Hawaii and I was pregnant. And so I was limited in terms of what I could take for, you know, flu symptoms. And I was already limited in terms of activities that I could do. So, I mean, I sound like such a great travel buddy, don't I? On top of all of that, while we were in Maui was when there was the missile crisis in Hawaii that you probably heard about on the news. (laughs) But we're in Hawaii. I mean, I have the flu, I'm pregnant, but yet it's still glorious. I'm with my husband have time alone. It's laying out in the sun on the beach, walking down the beach to get our lunch. Like we were staying in the perfect spot. The weather was amazing. It was so beautiful. So it was glorious, but I had the flu. I was pregnant. My activities were severely limited. And then we had our phones go off one morning, everyone's phone started going off. There's warnings going because there is a missile coming towards the islands. And it says on our messages on our phones, this is not a drill. So (laughs) obviously this turned out to be a mistake, but we did not know that at first. So we had to respond in the moment without knowing that this was going to end up not being a real missile crisis. Like it was just a really surreal experience. This was not the trip that I had dreamed about. Okay. (laughs) When I had originally dreamed about Maui, I was not going to be pregnant. When I had, you know, if you had asked me a dream trip for my 20th anniversary, I would have said probably that it would be Maui. But it wouldn't have been Maui with everybody that we interacted with asking if we were on our baby moon, (laughs) you know, which at the time was so heartbreaking to me. And now I look back and go, well, that's just silly. But it was my anniversary trip. You know, it wasn't supposed to be about a baby. It wasn't supposed to be that, you know, it would have been really easy to be distressed because my dream trip was not lining up to my ideals because I had the flu, because I was uncomfortable, because I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do, because we had a day that was lost to a missile crisis, so on and so forth. And yet that trip was amazing. It was glorious. It was wonderful. It was such an amazing gift. I look back on it fondly without one bad thought at all. Part of life is accepting things even when they're not the way that you expect them to be or hope them to be. To accept the beauty of the moment. To be able to have eyes to see it. I'm talking about this trip and I'm not exaggerating at all when I say that I don't have any complaint 
about any of it. But that's not always the case. And actually going into the trip, when I was going into the trip with the flu, I did have a little bit of a grumbly heart. And thankfully, it was corrected by the Lord immediately so that it didn't cause me to miss out on the beauty of it. Because I think often it's so easy for our expectations to cause us to miss out on the beauty of a moment, to miss out on what is happening around us because we get disappointed. And when we are disappointed, it's very difficult to engage. It's very difficult to keep your heart connected. It's so difficult when our hearts are disappointed to live in a good and healthy way. Disappointment breeds so many negative things in our life. We justify bad choices. We cope often with bad habits. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, is that the Lord is with us always. That life truly is beautiful. I don't mean that there aren't messy or dark or painful things because there most certainly are. But I also know that there are always reasons to be thankful. That as Christians, that we get to live according to a different viewpoint because we're not just seen accordingly like in an earthly way, but that we get to see in a heavenly way. That there are some times when we have to suspend our disappointment. It's not that we can't feel it or process it or own it. It's okay to share disappointment with others too, to communicate it. Like that's part of being human. That's part of life. That's part of connection to other people. Disappointment happens. So I don't mean pretend it away, but (laughs) there's also an element of, okay, so you've been disappointed. Now you have to get over it because you have to trust the Lord. You have to open your eyes to the beauty of the moment, even though it's not what you may have anticipated or expected because we live in a world created by a God who loves us and who loves this world and created it with beauty and care and he created you with beauty and care and so sometimes just accepting our circumstances is so important because we are not going to be able to maximize our circumstances to make the best of them if we're not able to start by accepting them. If we're working from a lens of disappointment, then it is going to color the way that we view everything. Part of this, by the way, is accepting others. There's so much that is entailed when I'm talking about accepting others. There's a lot that I'm saying and there's a lot that I'm not saying. So please don't try to interpret everything that this means. But when we are accepting our circumstances, life is colored by the people in it. And so part of accepting our circumstances is accepting the people in it with grace. Everybody is on their own journey and their life is going to impact you, the people around you, the people in your family, your friends, your spouse, your co-workers, even leaders and authorities. Everybody is on their own journey and as their lives rub up 
to yours as your paths intersect you're going to be impacted by the people around you and it's so important to be able to accept that everybody is on their own journey and that they're not always going to be in the same place that you're at that they're not always going to see things in the same way that you do because their life is different it's led them to different conclusions it's taught them different things now I believe that there is a truth and it is the truth for everybody. You know, the Lord set out truth and he created it and we don't get to bend it and shape it according to our whims or desires. But I also understand that we're all on our own journey and that we grow in understanding and we grow in wisdom. And so accepting others is so important. So I'm going to close with this story I've shared it before, but my husband and I, my husband who I adore, <laughs> by the way, who I have loved since I was a child, we started dating in high school and were friends before that and actually technically went out in junior high to begin with, but so I love him, I know him, he captured my eye and I have been infatuated with this guy for more than half my life okay but we are very different we are wired differently we are created differently and there was this moment in my life that was such a startling moment for me it was the first time that he and I did what's called the disc assessment and it's an in-depth personality profile it's an assessment. It tells you kind of how you're wired. And, and we did these with somebody who was trained in them and she walked us through them. And I was reading his, you know, we read each other's and it was amazing because not only did we learn about ourselves, but we learned about each other. And as I was reading his, there was a word used to describe him. And it was like this piercing moment to me because it said, you know, Jamie can be seen as blah, 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 because blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, it's not my story to tell in terms of what his personality is, so I'm not going to share the specifics. But that pierced me because I had complained about that very characteristic of his. I had complained about it. I had looked at it as though it was a flaw, as though it was a character trait that he needed to work on or that there was, you know, character growth that was needed on his part. And in this personality test, it used that exact word, but it talked about it in a positive way. And it talked about how this personality has this and because of this, it enables them to do this. And all of a sudden, it was like my eyes were open and I realized that this thing that I had complained about <laughs> was actually one of his greatest strengths and one of the reasons why I loved him so much because I hadn't recognized before how that very characteristic had been tied to other parts of who he was and what he did. Like, oh, this is the reason why he does this and I love that about him. This is the reason why. Like, this is, like, it's all tied together. And it was such a learning moment for me because not only did I learn that about my husband in that particular way, but I recognized how limited my understanding of people is. That I can know somebody really, really well, but not be paying close enough attention to be recognizing who they are or how they were wired or what this about them really means to who they are. 
or what impact it has on their lives and on the lives of people around them. I recognize that I, in my ignorance, sometimes don't appreciate people for the way that God created them and God created them with purpose. And so everything about them and who they were created to be is not just not bad, but it's good that there's purpose for it. It was a life-changing thing for me because it still impacts me to this day in a good way. It makes me pause before I judge other people. It helps me to recognize that everyone's on their own journey and that some of their journey is going to for sure, you know, mature them and change them and help them to grow in character, just like my journey does with me. But that some of their journey also, (laughs) some of their growth might not be needed in the way that I would think it would be. So (laughs) this has been life changing to me because not only has it caused me to relate with people differently, but it's caused me to allow the value of who others are to impact my life in a greater way, to recognize how valuable it is that we are different and that we need people who are wired differently than us and think differently than us and that we need even imperfect people, (laughs) people who are on their own journey, that we need to have a lot of grace for each other and a lot of love and respect and admiration because we're all on a journey. We're all doing our best. We're all figuring it out. And as we give grace to each other and as we are able to be thankful and to accept people, then we're going to discover that people really are a gift to us, that circumstances really are a gift, that they're an opportunity and that there's something to value and enjoy in every person and in every circumstance. So I want to encourage you, if you find yourself in Hawaii with the flu, (laughs) you know, have a moment of a pity party, you know, maybe plan, you know, I I hope to go back to Maui without the flu and without being pregnant. Like that's a hope in my heart. And I feel like that's okay. But don't allow the different circumstances to actually steal away the beauty and joy of that moment. Don't allow it to take away your ability or your willingness to maximize and make the most of it. Because there is something beautiful no matter who is a part of it, no matter what unexpected elements are a part of it, there is something of great beauty in it for you. So I hope this is encouraging to you. I know it might be a little challenging, but my prayer for you this week is that you would find joy and beauty everywhere you go because your heart is set towards that. So you'd be able to find it in people You'd be able to find it in circumstances and that disappointment or just different expectations would not rob from you the joy and beauty of the moment that you're in. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.